Welcome back to the Sudesh podcast. In the last episode, we heard how the wedding preparations were taking place in Gurukalahor, how the businesses were getting all their supplies ready, how the fireworks were even being made. And now, in chapter 12, it begins describing how the day of the wedding had approached and everything was now ready. Giving out clothes and sropas, the groom's wedding party, the brat, they all got ready. Mata Gujari was so happy within her heart. She called her son, the true Guru Gurugoma Singh, and they set up a sandalwood stool, placing it in a very large courtyard. They had the Guru sit there. Lovely, auspicious women were singing songs. The courtyard was filled on all sides with the family. They were performing the Maya, the Vatana, massaging a paste on the Guru's body. This paste, the fragrance was so grand. The Guru's entire body, all of his limbs were beautified. They grasped the Guru's elephant-like thick arms and were rubbing this paste on them. Afterwards, they brought some crisp, clean water and the Guru bathed. They washed the beautiful moon-like radiant face of the Guru. They dressed the Guru in yellow clothes on his entire body. On his wrists, they placed these bracelets. Beautiful clothing and glorious jewelry was adorned by the Guru. On his head, he had a sarpech, a type of ornament which was glistening so vibrantly. On his dasar, he also had a jiga, a tiara, which sparkled. The tiara had a bushel of pearls embedded with diamonds in it, with large emerald jewels, which also looked glorious. They all lined that tiara. The guru's galgi, or plume, stood very tall and was shining. It had a bushel of pearls at the base with diamonds sparkling. The guru's round face looked beautiful, like the moon. His sweet speech was like ambrosial nectar, amrit. The round hoop earrings dangled on the Guru's cheeks, flickering pricelessly, incomparably beautiful. Around the Guru's neck was a large pearl necklace, and on the Guru's biceps were glistening jewels. Around his wrists, gold bracelets were embedded with jewels. The beauty of his various rings pristinely shined forth. The bracelets around his wrists exuded such splendor, along with dazzling yellow clothing, the illumination in his jewels was just sensational. These gems, which sprung forth such striking radiance, which were embedded in gold ornaments, which by wearing looked so glorious. And above the Guru's head was a canopy, which had gold embroidery on it, which sparkled. All the ornamentation here looked so wonderful. It was as if Indra, the god of heaven, was going to marry his wife Sachi, and had adorned himself in the most extravagant, clothing and jewelry. Mata Gujri looked at her moonlike radiant sun, and in her heart was such an exceptional euphoria. Youthful women with light complexions, wearing thin clothes, dripping in endless gold jewelry, were constantly singing songs. These women, having voices like nightingales, were so thrilled in their minds. Looking at the Guru, they were all a sacrifice to him. Noticing the indescribable beauty of the young Guru, Performing all the kulkirit, the traditions of the family, the Guru then came outside. Standing, he looked so beautiful and radiant. The large drums were struck and rumbled greatly. The duff, a large type of drum, and Parnav, a small toll, were also being struck. Their vibrations vibrated so vastly. Large and small trumpets, cymbals, many tolls, and flutes were being played. Their sounds permeating up through the sky. All of these... The whole band went ahead playing their drums and instruments. It was so loud you couldn't hear anything being said. Behind the band, women were singing. Their wide eyes were giving 
alluring, flirtatious glances. They went along the wedding party. They were all decked out in jewelry, which was jingling as they moved. They also had many different colored scarves. Some were embroidered along the edges with silver and gold thread. Others had jewels and diamonds along the edges. Giggling and laughing, they were showing their teeth. These teeth looked glorious, hidden within their red lips like a coral wood box, which when opening up, showed two lines of beautiful diamonds in a row. Ahead of this, the guru was mounted up on a horse. He had a sera covering his face, which grooms wear. It had gold straps with pearls. Around the guru's head, a whisk was being waved. There was such a clatter, commotion there, the instruments being played. At everybody's door in that area, people were just jam-packed. They were standing at the door, trying to look, trying to get a sight of the procession going by. At the spectacle that they were looking at, they were all just captivated. When everybody found out that the wedding party had mounted up and they were on their way, then everybody else mounted up as well in the family. So some were on horses that were quickly galloping. Some were making their horses jump. These horses had such beautiful saddles placed on them. And everybody decided to go with the theme color of red. So the sheet of fabric placed under the saddle, were, they were all colored red. There were countless types of beautiful vehicles there from chariots which had embroidered pillows in beautiful colors. Others had horses, some had powerful bulls which were pulling carts. These bulls were just massive and strong around their necks. They had these large and small bells which were jingling and making noise. The driver was yelling out to them to make them go forward. These strong bulls were heading forward so fast. Even the bulls were decked out in ornaments and looking at them people were in bliss. So everybody had this red clothing, such fine silk clothing that they were wearing along with stunning jewelry. Everybody had dressed up so beautifully, they were looking radiant. And at that point, the five brothers, the five sons of Bibibiro, they came racing forward. Mounted up on such fine steeds, the best of horses, so agile, they were prouncing around on them. Their saddles had gold and silver on them. The eldest was named Sangosha. There was Meherichand, Gangaram, then Jitmal, the great warrior. The word here was Ghazi, Gulabrai. They came close and approached the Guru. So side note here, these five warriors, the Guru's first cousins, are immortalized in the Guru's writings. The Guru who wrote lavish praise about their feats in battle. This is in chapter 8 of the Bajitarnatak, the description of Pangani battle. This battle will be covered in the next season of the Suj podcast. So after this came the Brahman Dearam. He was decked out in the nicest clothing, holding a Kadag sword. Uh, he came on horseback. And this again is not to be confused with Dea Singh of the Panjpiyade. Then there were two fine sons of Surajmal, Surajmal being the son of Guru Hargobind. So these two came as well. They were decked out and mounted up on horseback. The clan of the Beddis and their people came on chariots. So this is Guru Nanak Devji's clan, along with the Trehans, Guru Angad Devji's clan, all imbued in such bliss. The Pala clan came as well. They were adorned and mounted up on chariots, looking glorious. This is Guru Amardashi's clan. The Masans of both domestic and foreign lands, they came as well, wearing fine clothes, adorned with jewelry. Out of which the supreme head of this group was Ramkor, of Buddha Ji's clan, who was recognized in all places. Many could be counted there. There was such a large wedding party which had arrived here. The sound just enveloped the entire path as they traveled along. The flags, the standards were flapping, 
these flags, a multicolored fabric. And behind them, the band was playing and traveling along. And along the path, they were causing such a craze. The groom was behind them, looking radiant with a whisk being waved over his head over and over again. Men and women were just stuck standing there looking at the Guru. In their heart, they were so deeply captivated. The exalted Mata Gujri along with the other women bid farewell to the wedding party with great happiness in their heart. They were singing songs as they headed back to their house. Mata Gujri understood well the great glory of her son. Just as an aside here, the women wouldn't go along to the wedding itself. The wedding party would take the men and then the women would hang back at the house. So the large drums were beating as everybody mounted up on their stunning rides and set down, down the path. Many were on chariots, some were on camels, others prancing around on large horses, some others were on bulls which had mighty bodies. They were running so fast, jingling their bells, such a clamor arose along with the instruments nearby. The wedding party traveled along so regally, so majestically. Great amounts of dust arose at that time from all the vehicles. And when it was about three hours till sunset. The chariots were clanking and jingling greatly down on the path. And on the other side, people were jumping up and down on their horses. The wheels of the chariots were just creating such great noise, like ocean storm clouds roaring and raining down. All the people were creating such an uproar. You could hear the horses neighing on top of the big camels. You could hear drums being played. It was so loud. If anybody said anything, you wouldn't be able to hear it. So as they left this Guru city of Nandapur, they got to Guru Kalahor and there was such great excitement. It was like this excitement was spilling over outside of the city into Guru Kalahor. So many unfortunate people came there, the beggars. These beggars, when receiving the charity from the wedding party, became so rich, they were now in the upper class. They would praise greatly the Guru's house after receiving charity. They would say, there is no other like the Guru in the world. The wise father-in-law of the Guru, Harijas, when he heard the wedding party was ahead and on their way, he went and got all of his brothers. And taking offerings, they traveled ahead. So the Khatris had created this massive party to meet the wedding, the groom side of the wedding party. Those who knew the tradition well of the weddings, they were brought and they organized uh, with this crew. For the Guru, they had brought beautiful clothing along with decorated saddles and elegant fabric for underneath the saddle. They had sacks and sacks of money and other items which were all prepped as well. And with love in their heart for the Guru, they set off towards the wedding party. The men and women in the Guru's Lahore were all delighted in their heart. They were waiting for the wedding party, excited to see the groom. The large congregation of the Guru city, Guru Ka Lahore, had all, all dismounted there, setting up their camp there. They had all come now out of their stores and homes when the music and the noise of the wedding party hit their ears. So this is how chapter 12 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear more about the wedding celebrations and how the ceremony was performed. So that's what we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page.
कौन गज 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 ग